preps to pros and everything in between. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yad. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yamo Patton, JP Plant, with you here on this Friday, Thursday, Friday Night Football preview, Thursday edition of the show. I get so confused. But we are ready to bring you the previews of 10 local football games. It's going to be a lot of fun as we get a chance to talk about some of our favorite athletes in the area. We do have on the line with us Franklin County Rebels play-by-play voice, WZYX general manager, Mr. Al Clark. Hi, Chris. Yeah. How are you, sir? I'm we, better than I deserve. You you and I have a, have something in common now. We get to hang out with Hall of Famers all the time. Isn't that something? Yeah, it's 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 not it, it's not a bad gig. Because <laughs> trust me, Al is getting the better of that comparison because absolutely, there's no question there. Uh, oh. Red, Red Roberts, <laughs> Red Roberts going into the Tennessee Football Coaches Association's Hall of Fame is a long overdue honor, and I think the Tennessee sports writers just kind of ran out of guys, but. Um, <laughs> con- congrats to Coach Roberts. That's that's a huge honor for him. Yeah, you know, he's uh, in the Hall of Fame at uh, his hometown for a couple of things, individual and team. Also a member of the Austin Peay State University uh, Sports Hall of Fame for all his uh, play there when he was in college. And, uh, yeah, so you got him in TACA? Um, was not aware of TACA. Is he in that one as well? I thought you said that. Uh, no, Tennessee football coaches. Yeah, football they, coaches. yeah, oh, they okay. they announced their 2020 class um, earlier today, and he is in that group. So be sure and give him all of uh, his deserved accolades on y'all's um, I, broadcast tomorrow I've night. Gotta go out, I've got to go out and buy more headgear for him. It's just keeping <laughs> bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little football, Al, and we'll start with Huntland because the Hornets looked, looked good early. 17-7. to They were up last week on Cascade. Could yeah, not. Yeah, and didn't score the rest of the night. Could not hold on. Ethan no. Cook ran it 14 times for 92 yards. DJ Ford had 49 on 15 carries. Uh, but the Hornets still looking for win number one. Got to travel to Waynesboro and play Wayne County. Uh, <clears throat> Wayne County, of course, lost their running back last week due to uh, on-field injury, which brought in a helicopter. And they hauled uh, that young man to the hospital. Uh, that's a unique situation. Coach Robertson told me this morning that uh, they were uh, they were hard hitters up there in Wayne County, and he was going to have to have his team do the same thing. Uh, he still has not won a game except for a COVID win against Whitwell. So he got his hands full again. This is one of the toughest uh, schedules in the state. Got to be. Yeah, no question there. Uh, Cascade, a pretty good ball team. They defeated Mount Pleasant two weeks ago, 16-14. to 14. So, uh, again, Coach Robertson looking to get uh, 
get a win against Wayne County this week. They were losers against Loretto last week. Yep. So is, is this the district opener or no? They, they uh, lost to Cornersville. That's back right, Cornersville. Yeah, so this will be their second region uh, game for the season. <clears throat> They'll have uh, Collingwood, Eagleville, Fayetteville, and Moore County left um, region-wise. All right, that's uh, Huntland again at Wayne County on Friday night. Mm-hmm. I hope they yeah. left. I-, I hope they left about an hour ago to get there on time. So yeah, they probably need to spend the night and have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. All <laughs> right, moving on to Franklin County, they host the Page Patriots number four in Class Five yeah. A. What do the Rebels got to do to slow this team down? Jake McNamara, that's the guy. Um, Is he back? Yeah. Huge uh, night uh, last week uh, in their game last week against Coffee County, uh, throwing the football. Um, I think they're one-dimensional. Um, I think if the Rebels can uh, slow down the passing game, uh, they should have a chance, I'll put it that way. Page definitely provides um... – a challenge every time they go on the field, if for no other reason than, like Al said, um, Jake McNamara, the Colorado State commit at quarterback. Um, he missed a little time in the first two or three weeks, and his backup, um, Colin Hurd, yeah. came in, and they hardly missed a beat. But I, I think their preference would be to have McNamara at quarterback and have Hurd maybe catching passes or breaking up passes on the defensive side. So um, they yeah, – well- that page team is really stout on both sides of the ball. Yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a tough night. Uh, they're not uh, dissuaded. They're, they're having good weeks in practice still. Talk to them this morning. Uh, they're preparing for them like they do everybody else. After uh, tomorrow night, um, it gets a little easier. It looks like on paper for the Rebels. They'll be at Grundy County, at Lincoln County. They'll play Spring Hill and Warren County at home. Then they got to go at Nolensville for the finish the season. So maybe some relief in the future. Maybe so. Al Clark, General Manager, WZYX, and Franklin County Rebels Voice. Appreciate your time today. Thank you. Good to talk with you. Appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. Let's go up to the metro area where the Firebirds and Pearl Cone will host Lawrence County. Yeah, Lawrence County coming off a big win last week, um, much to the pleasure of... Me? The, oh. Well, that... Yeah, to the pleasure of everyone in this room, actually. Um, <laughs> defeating Greenbrier 21 nothing um, without Alex Carr scoring a rushing touchdown. Did throw for a pair, though. Did throw for a pair. Hasn't thrown a pick yet either. Yeah. That's Um, that's important. (laughs) Key for Lawrence County was a defense that forced a half dozen turnovers. That's that's good. That's good, right? That is good. That seems good. That that seems very good. (laughs) I don't think they can count on it this week. (laughs) You're probably right. Yeah. I I mean, obviously, really – Really good pro cone team. Played the state championship game last year. Moving up to Class 4A of their own volition. And ranked number three. And ranked number three. You've played Montgomery uh, Central and 
you thought, man, this team's really good. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. We've still got Pearl Cone and Tullahoma. And Marshall County. And Marshall County. All four of whom are ranked <laughs> in the top ten. Waiting in the wings. So this, this region gets no easier for the Wildcats, but Alex Carr is going to be uh, – he, he's got to be the guy. So Alex Carr will be the key. <laughs> the key. Uh, interesting note, this game is actually going to be played at Hunter's Lane due to uh, facility upgrades and updates at Pearl Cone. Well, that's great for Pearl Cone, the upgrades. The loss of the home field, not so much. But, yeah, um, that's that's good information. We didn't. I that didn't is know good that. information. That's, so don't don't if you're if you're traveling from Elberg, don't go to Pearl Cone. No, just just go right on up sixty five. Don't 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 swing around four forty and go that way. <laughs> yeah. Summertown coming off a big win at, against Collinwood last week travels over to Forest and as we said in five two way, anybody on any given night. Colton Schaefer big week last week three touchdowns. Javen Edmiston got my game ball this week. 130 rushing yards and a touchdown on 10 carries. A 59-yard touchdown catch from the aforementioned Colton Schaefer. I mean, I feel like Summertown, when they're clicking on all cylinders, is as explosive offensively as anybody in that region. Uh, you're exactly right. Uh, ten and a half yards of carry for Edmiston. Solid. That seems good. <laughs> that... <laughs> I think that is good. <laughs> so, I think that is good. It, it, if they're moving the chains every time you carry the ball, that's that's good. That's a positive. And and so, again, this is a this is a game. Forest, obviously, that defense is really really good. Forest has allowed thirty points in four games. Trying to navigate your way through a Forest Rockets defense not easy. Does Summertown have to be able to throw the ball this week in order to make any headway on offense and throw it successfully more than just when they have to? I think they do have to be able to throw the ball because I think otherwise Forrest is going to load up the box against Edmiston and, and Anakin Johnson. And if there's no threat to back them out of there, then it, it makes it really tough inside. Colton Schaefer, 21 of 39 on the year for 330 yards. Three touchdowns, no picks. Taking care of the ball. Take care of the football. That is the key. Uh, any, any, any play that ends with you still in possession of the football is a good play. <laughs> Typically, as yeah. long as you're not five or ten yards in the backfield. Richland hosting Cascade after a huge win last week over Hickman County. And Nick Patterson's got to be... Uh, using that as some momentum. Cascade, as we just talked about defeating Huntland last week, this is a this is a really tough ball game for the Raiders. They they need a, they need to get a win here. They do need to get a win here. Um like you said, 42-7 over Hickman County last week. Uh showed some some of their own signs of being able to make some big plays offensively with um Ethan Workman catching a 75-yard touchdown pass. Um, Bryce Miller has thrown it around pretty well the last couple of nights. Um, not sure how much of that is by design because we know Nick is a three yards in a cloud of dust type guy, but but they've been able to make some plays in the passing game. 
I think that was a lot of the reasoning, obviously, for putting Bryce Miller at the quarterback position was to give himself two athletes in the backfield that he could count on. And obviously, against corners, well, you know, you kind of got to put that one out of the, out of your memory because that's a really good football team. Going forward, and then after last week, Bryce Miller looked pretty good. If if Richland can force turnovers and like Huntland did last week and take advantage of them, unlike Huntland did last week, <laughs> I think that is going to be a huge key for the Raiders. And obviously, being at home is a positive. You definitely like to be in Linville when you can. So, there you go. I think this week is going to be really positive for local teams in that we're going to know where a lot of folks stand after this week, especially in these particular five games. Yeah, I mean, we we will have cleared the first half of the season – most of these teams will have four or five games under their belt by by midnight Friday night, and I think we'll have a pretty good feel for a lot of these folks. And, you know, as we talked to um, Charlie Lansdell a couple of segments ago, the back half of some of these schedules is a lot more manageable than the front half. And so with some – middle of the road success here early on they might be some of them might be getting ready to go on some runs here coming out of tomorrow night it's going to be fun to watch keep up again mainstreetpreps.com mainstreetmurray.com for full coverage of these games as well you can follow along on friday night tristar friday night live with jp and murphy and george plaster at SM underscore T and sports at Mo Patton underscore sports and at Chris Yow 14 is where you can get live updates on Friday night from the games that we are covering. So when we come back, five more games to talk about. So stick around on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Back to the Lee Company studio after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. 
You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. sports talk you'll only find here it's southern middle tennessee sports today live from the lee company studio with the hall of famer mo Patton. here's chris yow welcome back into southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint we are live from the lee company studio and glad to be with you in this five o'clock hour getting you ready for friday night football talking local high school football games here in the southern middle tennessee region why because that's what we do that's what we do nowhere will you find more comprehensive and complete coverage or more timely coverage of high school football in this region because that's that that's our goal that's our entire goal so mainstreetpreps.com mainstreetmurray.com Look for football coverage, news on Main Street Murray. That is hyper-local to you here in Murray County, Columbia, Mount Pleasant, Spring Hill, Hampshire, including this week's front page. Got a little Hampshire action in there. Down in Cullioca. It's everywhere. We're everywhere, man. You've been everywhere, man. That's You've been everywhere. I have, I have, I've been to Scotts Hill, so I've pretty much been everywhere. It's, and if I if I didn't go there, I went through it. <laughs> oh man! So we got five games to cover. The game that I will be at this week: Nolensville, traveling to Columbia Central over at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. You can hear that game on our sister station WKRM one hundred three point seven FM. The Knights coming off a big loss last week against Innsworth, but it's Innsworth. Columbia Central also coming off a loss on the road at Green Hill. And it's not Innsworth. <laughs> Columbia Central definitely not Innsworth. Both teams. Green Hill definitely not Innsworth. Looking to find some footing in this region. 
I'm excited to see this one because Columbia Central really needs to get a win, but so does Nolansville. I think you're looking at two teams that are going to be looking to make some sort of a statement Friday night because as we talked to Al Clark in the previous segment about Paige, ranked number four in the state in 5A, it, it kind of feels like everybody else in this region is kind of chasing them and wanting to stay within range of them in terms of postseason opportunities. So, this may be for a home playoff game. Absolutely. I don't. I think this is for a home playoff game. I mean, if in week five of the season, I'm I, I am almost prepared to say the winner of this game will be hosting a playoff game. Now, whether they're one or two, again, like you said, we're chasing Page, but uh, Columbia Central really needs more this week out of Q Martin. After last week, he struggled a little bit to get anything going. But as we've talked earlier this week with some folks in Columbia appears that Luke Usselton is getting a little more comfortable in that quarterback spot. Uh, yeah, what threw for 144 yards in that loss at Green Hill, completed nine passes, I think. But as as much as you need more out of Q Martin, Q Martin needs room to run as well. And from all indications, the offensive line underperformed Friday night. That needs to be corrected in a hurry. Yeah, no question. Spring Hill hosting Lincoln County. Somebody's got to win. Might as well be Spring Hill. Both teams winless coming into this one. And have not looked especially sharp in getting there. Although um, Spring Hill lost 23-16 last week to traditionally a pretty good Lewis County team. So I would imagine they will take some positive out of that one touchdown loss there. Um, the Raiders 0-3, having missed a game in week two against Summit, might not have been such a bad thing. <laughs> Keeps you healthy anyway. Uh, yeah, so Connor Swan, quarterback for Spring Hill, 35 of 59, that's, that's around 58%. That's, that's pretty solid. Five touchdowns, and he's thrown three picks, but when he gets some time, he can make some pretty good throws. Also, last week, Blaze Martin, familiar name around Spring Hill, um, five of five for seventy-five yards and a touchdown. So you'll take that every time. <laughs> you'll take you, you'll take a hundred percent completion rate anytime. If you can throw it five times and it never touches the ground, that's a good thing. So that um, seems good. It will be interesting to see which of those guys gets the um, bulk of the snaps at quarterback on Friday night against the Lincoln County team that has really just struggled. They've, they've lost four games by an average of 42 and a half points. That means some of their games they've lost by more than that. <laughs> yeah, it's at least that. So it, this is an opportunity for Spring Hill. It absolutely is. This is an opportunity. you got to take advantage of those when you get them because they don't come around in this region very often. Yeah. So. Columbia Academy, as we talked earlier, hosting number one, Donaldson Christian. This is this is a game where you just hope you don't have the same thing happen that happened last week, and that is you get a bunch of injuries. Yeah, I mean... You just want to stay healthy. Uh, you know, Columbia Academy in their home opener, as we discussed with Charlie Lansdale earlier in the show, um, this is a tough challenge. I mean, you want to... You'd like to really go out and announce your presence with authority, but again, 
Donaldson Christian's number one in the state. They're four and zero. And as Charlie Lansdale said, they they just do everything right. The quarterback Bradford Gaines threw for 228 yards and four touch, touchdowns last week. Uh, their running back Ashton Jones rushed for 157 yards. So. I was going to say it's interesting that they threw for that many yards because they don't really like to throw it that much. Seven of ten. Yeah, they don't throw it that much. But so when they do. It's efficiency. Columbia Academy is going to try to force them to throw it a little bit more. They've gone to a little different up front, uh, defensive front this week. So we'll see if that plays a part in – helping that defense out, making some tackles. They just got to make tackles in space. When you're out there and you're in position you, and you get a chance to make the tackle at the yard, at the line of scrimmage, you got to do it. That's that's just the way it is. I mean, you can't let guys run through tackles when there's only one other guy out there to make a play. So we'll see if, 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 if the Bulldogs can get a little better in the tackling area. Independence hosting the flagship, <laughs> the Admirals, Franklin, still looking for win number one, and Alex Melton's young career as a head coach. Don't think he's going to have an easy time over at Independence against Scott's Blade. I don't believe he is. I mean, um, again, we've talked about this Independence offense, and even in their one and three start, They've got a quarterback who is on the cusp of a thousand yards passing already. Um, you've got one receiver who's got 400 plus receiving yards, and Trey Hartwell is starting to make more of an impact. Had 132 yards and a touchdown in the loss at Pope Prep last week. So this may not be a good place for the Admirals, as like you said, they they look for that first win. When you when you are talking about independence, you know their offense is going to find itself at some point. Every loss that the Eagles have taken thus far, as we've talked about earlier, does nothing to derail them from everything they want to do. The losses are to CPA, Lipscomb, and again to Pope Prep, all three of which are ranked in the Division Two. Associated Press polls. Um, Lipscomb is number one in Class 2A. CPA is number two. And Pope Prep is number three in Class 3. So, Yeah, it's tough opponents. So I'll be interested to see how, how much Independence leans on the run game to open up Joe Cummings and give him some opportunities. And, of course, if they can use Ty Lockwood. And, and utilize the tight end they need to. It'll be interesting. The Admirals, there could be a boat involved in this fog. <laughs> speaking of that, I'm sorry, Mo, <laughs> but CCCHS headed to the southernmost point in Williamson County <laughs> to mm-hmm. Summit, mm. where they unveiled a beautiful new scoreboard, including signage of their 2020 class 5a state championship last week and lit it up and they certainly (laughs) did they lit it up and i don't think the offense is slowing down anytime soon 
Oh, we got Dustin Wade and you don't. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know. And here's the thing is it's not just Dustin Wade. No, got no, it's not. So much more. It, it's really not. I mean, Dominic Hollis. It's unfair. Um, you know, we talk about Brady Pierce a lot for good reason. Um, there are a lot of pieces out there that offensive line is doing a great job, but somebody has to take advantage of all that, and it's number one the biggest part of the time. I, I, I think you have to realize that Destin Wade most of the time is just taking what the defense gives him, whether it's throwing or running, and the fact that he's able to make that discernment so quickly is his superpower and centennial there has been a zero on the board in every centennial game this year whether they were pitching the shutout or they were getting shut out i'll be interested <laughs> to see if that trend continues well if it does it won't be good for the cougars because <laughs> summit's gonna score no summit's definitely gonna score yeah and that that seven six a region is quickly turning into a two team race. We'll see. I, I'm I mean, obviously Independence has is one and zero, and they'll continue that obviously on Friday night against Franklin. But the three teams that are really in this thing, it's Indy Summit and Ravenwood right now. That's and of course you got Battle of the Woods this week, Ravenwood and Brentwood. Be interested to see how that turns out, especially now that Miles Pollard is playing. So, yeah, um, kind of my, off the my, rails there. My bad. My TV thirty made a good call because on Friday, October first, Ravenwood at Summit is their Friday night rivals game. Good. That meant, that reminds me, I'm not available to work at Summit on October first. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I apologize. I will not be there. Uh, I hate TV games. <laughs> unless the unless both teams are running it eighty nine to ninety two percent of the time, then I don't want to be a part of any TV games. I'm just saying. So anyway, keep up with us. You can hear that summit game right here on one hundred one point seven FM. Mike Epley and Matt Rogers. I guess Matt Rogers will be back from Louisville by then. On the call and. Should be fun. Should be good. Good radio with Mike Epley. <laughs> it's never bad radio with Mike Epley. Did you see there was a guy who said that uh, he couldn't go back to Walgreens now because when he got his second COVID vaccine shot, he did his best Mike Keith impression. Vaxxed! <laughs> oh, no, man. I missed that. I thought that was fantastic. I thought, you know. <laughs> that that is a banishment that I will take <laughs> gladly if I got a chance to do that. Well, I mean, as many Walgreens as there are. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's one on every other corner, right? Yeah, I think you'll be okay. Oh man, I I'm excited for Friday night again. I will be at Columbia Central Nolensville. You can follow me, Chris Yao, fourteen, and at under at sm underscore tn sports for coverage of that one. You can follow Mo at Mopatton underscore sports for live coverage of Lincoln County and Spring Hill. We will do our best to keep you updated, but if when we can't, JP can. JP will be on Main Street Radio and 
visiting with giving you scores. He's on he's on the scoreboard, but Murphy Fair and George Plaster and all of our friends at Main Street Preps uh, keep you updated throughout the night. The link to that we will we'll we'll tweet that out. We'll tweet out the link uh, so you guys can follow along. Put your AirPods in, put your earbuds in, whatever on Friday night. Listen to those guys while they keep you updated across the state. And, of course, follow us for local updates as well. When we come back, Chris and Mo give you their predictions. And Chris and Mo, you going third person on us now. Please refer to me as Coach, Coach Prime. <laughs> we'll be back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Who's going to win? We'll tell you right after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Festop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. The sports talk show you've always wanted. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. From preps to pros, live from the Lee Company studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. From preps to pros is exactly right. And if you are looking for pro football or college football coverage, join us tomorrow, 4 to 6, as we break down the weekend's college and Titans game. We might talk a little, a little bit about some other NFL, but probably not too much. Local colleges... Tennessee Tech, Martin, 
Austin P. Big night for them this weekend should be fun. Uh, we'll get to all of those. Tennessee State sounds as if next week might be bigger for Austin P. than this weekend. It certainly but, does. Um, you know, if you missed the top stories today, go back and listen to that on the podcast because, well, <laughs> interesting stuff coming for the governors. We are ready to talk high school football picks. Last week we went eight and three, Mo. We did. We did. Um, it was one of those show your work type things. I was a little disappointed in one of the picks that I missed, but uh, I it was, is what it is. I was disappointed in a couple of picks, unfortunately. And of course, on Friday, we learned that there were some folks who wouldn't be playing for. <laughs> for Columbia Academy that we thought might be playing, and I really wanted to amend that pick, but didn't get a chance to. That's all right. We just talked about these five games. We're going to go bottom to top, and we'll talk about Centennial at Summit. And I don't think this is going to take long to talk about, is it? It's, I mean, there's just really not a whole lot to say. Centennial is, what, 3-1? and one? They're 3-1, and one, but, you know, they've beaten the people they're supposed to be. They're not supposed to be Summit. There you go. I mean, and here's the thing about that is Summit doesn't typically lose to teams, at least not. It, since I've been here in 2017, they've not lost to anybody that they shouldn't have lost, that they should have lost to or shouldn't have lost to. Right. So that's one of the things that Brian Coleman has brought to this program is consistency and Summit the, the only question for me is at what point does the clock start running? And and that's not a knock on Centennial. That's just how good this Summit, Summit team really is. Right. So, yeah. Summit, Mo and Chris. Franklin, at Independence, this could be similar. I'd be a little shocked if it's not similar. Again. Especially because I think – so I think Independence is going to bring a little bit more of an edge to this ball game than perhaps Summit does, just because in the three losses that Independence has taken, they've been pretty decisive. Yeah, I mean the the loss last week was that there was a I think there was a time in the third quarter where it was a touchdown game. So this is an independence team that we saw against Centennial and at times last week that can score a lot of points. That being said, you know, Alex Melton has has played this independence team. He's got some familiarity with him. But he wasn't real successful with them last year either, even at Summit. I mean, Indy scored 46 points or 47 points against them last year and he doesn't have the athletes at Franklin that he has at that he had at Summit, so therefore, I don't see this going. Any, I mean, Jackson Campbell's not walking through that door, but Joe Cummings and Trey Hartwell are pretty good. So I got an independence, and I know you do too. Yeah, right. Number one, Donaldson Christian at Columbia Academy again. Same thing. Is just I hope you get out with without getting injured. Listening to Charlie Lansdale earlier in the show. They feel like help is coming, you know, when Connor Rawson gets back and they can get him in at quarterback, they can move Brian Baranek out to H, although 
Brannick in the last couple of games has played relatively well at quarterback. Now that he's gotten his kind of his bearings the, back the, after yeah, not and, playing at all for a year. And and once he gets settled in, he gets to move again. Yes, maybe. <laughs> um, but but uh, I don't think Bryant Brannick's going to be making a lot of difference this week against the Wild Wildcats. 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 Thought so. Yeah. Making sure. With Big Joe Dubin's kid coming to town. So, Donaldson Christian, I assume. <laughs> All right, Mo. Lincoln County at Spring Hill, the game you're going to be at. Um, at the risk of declaring a week five ball game a must win ball game, I really feel like Spring Hill has to win this ball game. And I think they're going to find a way to do so. I just think they're going to be more athletic than Lincoln County in some places, and they're going to find a way to take advantage of it. I I, I completely agree with you. This is probably going to be for – is this for a playoff spot? No. I don't know that this You've is necessarily Frank, for a playoff Franklin spot. Franklin County, Lincoln right. County, and Spring Hill are going to be fighting for that fourth playoff spot, we believe. you got to get this one but to have you a chance. you got to win this one you got to have this one for a chance. Right. So – I got Spring Hill in this one. Yeah. Same. All right. Columbia Central hosting Nolansville. This one ought to get interesting because this is what we just said, probably to host a playoff game. Yeah. um, Certainly to host one. And I feel like, and, and I don't know necessarily what I base it on, but I just think that this Columbia Central team is going to take that slap in the face from last week or take last week as a slap in the face, and I think it's going to wake them up. And I think Nolansville may be in a bad place Friday night. I don't. I think the Knights have everything that Green Hill had, and they may have a better running back. Samson Johnson's really good. He is really good. Columbia Central won this game the last two years. Mm-hmm. Nolansville's going to take that and use it. Knights get the win on okay. Friday night. Cascade at Richland. The champions and the Raiders. Um, Nick Patterson said that he took my pick of Hickman County last week in, in – use that as motivation for the Raiders. So I guess he can use this as motivation for the Raiders as well because Cascade is a grinded out physical squad and you know if, if Richmond can hold up to that for 48 minutes then then they're going to come out of here with a region victory. I'm just not sure they can. That's why I think they will is because Cascade not a really not a, a big play type team right? They want to grind it out just like Richland does. These two teams are going it, – it's going to be a matter of who's better up front. Richland's big. They are quick at the linebacker position. And it's re- every game in this region is a toss-up anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with the home team. The Raiders get the win over the champions. All right. 
Summertown travels to face the Rockets. Forest should be fun. Really? Toss-ups. Yeah. Like you said, every game in this region feels like a toss-up. And maybe I'm just a little enamored with the triplets for the Eagles. Uh, I just feel like they've got some playmaking ability that Forrest will have a tough time with, particularly with Javid uh, Edmiston. I think he's a matchup problem. And I, I think that will be the basis of the Eagles picking one up on the road. I agree with you for all of those reasons. I do think that Colton Schaefer, Javen Edmiston, Anakin Johnson, those three guys right there. On offense especially, Javen Edmiston just gives you an extra something. Something. He's got an X factor that nobody else has had against this team. So, Eagles it is. Lawrence County at Pearl Cone at Hunter's Lane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Lawrence County is going to see some speed and some physicality in this ball game that they've not seen to this point. This is Pearl Cone, and no disrespect, it's not close. I don't know about physicality that they haven't seen because I think Montgomery Central has some physicality, but it's going to take a lot of something that Lawrence County doesn't have to offer. Pearl Cone has beaten Cane Ridge, Montgomery Bell Academy, and Creekwood. Pearl Cone could very well play for the Class 4A state title. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Firebirds. Page at Franklin County. <sighs> Franklin County's going to have to – they're going to also have some, some of the same struggles that Lawrence County will have is in that they just don't have – the number of athletes necessary to take care of this page team. You ask Al Clark what had to happen for Franklin County to win this ball game, and I'm sitting here thinking um, COVID. Jake, Jake McNamara and Colin Hurd have to get kidnapped. <laughs> well, don't put any ideas yeah, in anybody's I mean, heads. I, but I, I don't want to encourage anyone to do anything illegal. The but bus is going to have to break down on the way. And they're not going to be able to get another one there. It had to be in a place where there's no cell phone service and nobody knows it's broke down. Well, the thing, that's possible. <laughs> that's not, you're right. From from Franklin from, to Franklin County, is it, it's possible mm. to find some spots that ain't got any cell phone service. I, you're right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, Short of that, it's the Patriots. <laughs> I agree with you. Huntland at Wayne County. This is an interesting matchup. I think... Based on last week and what Huntland was able to do defensively against Cascade, I think they got a chance to win this game, especially considering the unfortunate situation that Wayne County finds itself in without their running back. I think Wayne County bounces back from not having their running back, Timmy Robbins, and takes care of business in this ballgame, especially at home. Yeah, again, as we talk, it, Waynesboro is a tough place to get to. Huntland is a tough place to get away from. That's a heck of a trip for a football game. And it's, it's a pretty decent ball club once you get there. I, I like the host Wildcats. It's a long trip. My friend Greg Sykes isn't going to like me. But I got the Hornets in this one. I, I, 
I, I think given the outcome of Greg Seitz's last ball game, he'll be okay. He and I were certainly on good terms. All right, fast stop. Game of the week, Mount Pleasant at Loretto. This is going to be a ton of fun. Um, big plays. <laughs> big plays. Mount Pleasant with Cooper back, um, with Strayhorn sharing time at quarterback. I think they have the opportunity to make some. Uh, Loretto is the only team that Mount Pleasant beat last year which I'm sure Barry Daniel has reminded his team of all this week. But at the same time, I think Mount Pleasant takes some confidence out of that as well. I like the Tigers on the road. I I like the Tigers as well, and here's the reason. That defense is just fantastic. And Loretto, as we saw against Forrest, can struggle against a good defense, especially a good defensive front. Yes, they have very good running backs, two very good ones. I think Mount Pleasant has more athletes on the offense, and I think they're going to be bigger and stronger up front on defense. Therefore, the Mount gets the win. All right, there you have it. Those are our picks. I'm 27 and 8 on the year. Mo 25 and 10 has plenty of opportunity to make a comeback as we have three games, four, three or four, one, two, three. Three games picked differently this week, so should be. Somebody's going to gain some ground. Either way, going to be a lot of fun. Again, keep us MainStreetPreps.com, MainStreetMurray.com, at ChrisYow14, at MoPatton underscore sports, and at SM underscore TN sports. Have a great day, you guys. For MoPatton and JP Plan, I'm Chris Yow. Stay cool, Columbia. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast brought to you by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. If you'd like to hear us live each and every weekday, tune in from 4 to 6 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia. Also visit www.sm-tnsports.com for the most comprehensive and timely coverage of high school sports in and around Southern Middle Tennessee. 